Hey yo, whose man's is this? Who you talking about, bruh? I'm talking about them dudes over there. Bro, what dudes over you there? Don't see them dudes over there. No, bro. Who, man? Tell me. What up, though, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Whose Man's Is This? We are officially out here. We hope y'all are checking us out on all those links. We hope you guys are really loving what you're hearing. We appreciate you for tuning in. I'm your host, Ron Adon, a.k.a. Mr. Taylor Maid. In the building with me, I got my man's Conrad. What's good with it, though? Official, 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 beautiful people. I'm always going to call y'all beautiful people, by the way. Oh, so thanks. I'm out here. I'm excited. Shut up, Brian. I'm excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been a great, great weekend. But before we tell you a little bit about that, I'm going to let the, the guy, the man of many identities, introduce himself. Hey, would y'all be mad if I forgot my name? <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm Forrest Gump. My favorite top five movie of all time. Don't at me. At your mama. All right. Best movie. All right. My favorite. Forrest. Mama always said box is like a lot. Wait. Box is like a box of whatever. You get it. You get it. You get the point. Okay. Don't at me. Nonsense. Oh, bro, you took an L before the show even started. <laughs> right, man. Uh, okay. <laughs> hey, I'm just happy you guys are here. Nah, I'm gonna keep it moving. Ain't no restarts. Go ahead, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> it's one take over here. All right, we gonna hit to jump right into the I drink to that section. So usually we we'll wait on this and we we'll wait to show a little bit of love later on. But we had such a great weekend. We gotta start off the show on a high note and start drink to that immediately because we definitely did a lot of that this weekend. Man. It was it was it was a wonderful weekend. Just the fact that one to drink to that we're official, officially out there live. You know anyone can look us up now. Check it out on podcast. We can see our numbers are growing already, and we're so thankful. Um, of course, drinking to just being around your friends and just having a good time is good. It was, it was good. It was yeah. needed. It was good. An opportunity to like celebrate two okay people. They're not all that. No, but. <laughs> Our good friends, uh, Ronald, who just happens to be on this podcast, and Amber, who happens to have her own podcast, hey. which is called Chocolate Truth, coming hey. soon. We just wait on it. Hey, hey yo, hey, yo, Amber, I got a little something for you. <laughs> Welcome to, well, I can't even say it without laughing. Welcome to Dallas with a players play. Hey. <laughs> just remember hey. that. Hey. <laughs> Uh, for you listeners, it's obviously an inside joke, but for those who are there, I know y'all giggling right now. Let me tell y'all something. Ryan, I don't know why you were laughing, because you weren't even there. Well, I, I felt like I was there, okay? Okay? I felt like I was there. I'll let you Dead laugh, spirit, though. All right? I like to laugh, Conrad. Thank you. <laughs> no, but man, it was so much fun. Friday, we were uh, living it up. We got tables, and or a table. Let's not exaggerate. <laughs> it was a big table. It was, right? was two put table. together. Okay. We had fun. Uh, <laughs> that was a ball. And then what we do Saturday? Uh, Saturday, so we started off with the barbecue. We had to go ahead and kick it off with the barbecue slash pool party. Everyone came through, had some good food. Man. Me and my man's Conrad kicked it up on the grill. Shout out to Tori for that Hennessy barbecue. That pool. That was so good. You snatched that right Bang. out of me, but damn, it was so good. Hey, for all y'all, man. go look that up. Even if you don't drink Henny. Start. Don't talk to Ron <laughs> if that <laughs> happens. But. <laughs> look it up. All right. <laughs> don't come around me if you don't drink Henny. Go ahead and enjoy. Henny, we're looking sauce. for sponsors, all right? At me. Do at me. All right. The door is wide open. Get in right. on this. <laughs> then Saturday night, man, trap uh-huh. karaoke. Hey, can Split. I embarrass my girlfriend real quick? I ain't gonna say her name. She gonna kill me for saying this. Uh, she asked me. She was like, uh, "So what is trap? <laughs> what, what exactly is trap? Like, are we trapped?" And I'm like, uh, "It's a type of music, low, low key, like low key, maybe high key." I didn't know what it was. 
So I was like, well, <laughs> I was like, well, you know, in the hood, uh, a trap house is a drug house. I'll tell you that much. And that's all I left it at. So, babe, don't worry. <laughs> I, I didn't know either. But it was fun. I had a ball. <laughs> it, was, it was. Man, it was amazing. I really. I all, all the best down south jams. It, it was definitely, we got like to see a lot of down south love. It was great to see them showing the people all that uh, support. I really seen people ride for those artists like that. They were showing us like little Boosie, Webby, and them. They was getting so much love. I was like, damn. Yeah, Boosie was the main person they were uh, karaoke to for a while. Everyone was singing Boosie. Man. Right? That definitely makes me want to check it out up, up north. I want to see Detroit. The only thing the I wish is that we could boo. Is that rude? <laughs> 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 is it? <laughs> No, I would say they did a pretty good job. If you were up there and you weren't really doing yeah. your thing, they got you off pretty quick. You like you got one verse to prove yourself, and if you weren't doing your thing, and I man, I couldn't imagine if Austin and I got up there, what was going to happen? Man, the place wasn't ready. We were close. Man, next time though, we're gonna make sure we all are gonna be ready to sign them up. <laughs> but to Conrad's point, man, it was yeah. just a great time. Like, being around all your friends. And I'm spoiled. I have some amazing... Well, you guys are my friends, so you have them too. Uh, but <laughs> I have some amazing <laughs> friends. Like, people that I would be around any time of the day. No one annoys me. Not often. But, you know, sometimes they annoy me. But I love them. <laughs> and we have such a good time. And it's just... Really cool anytime we all get together. So, hey, just great vibes all weekend. No drama, no mess. Just only drama was with my liver. Yeah, that was yeah, true. Man, Sunday we were I actually got a letter in the, in the mail today that my liver has Ooh. officially declared war. So, <laughs> I don't know how, wow, I don't know what's next. Yeah, uh, liver about to Man, North Sunday, Korea. Sunday we were, we were hurting Sunday. <laughs> I was, I was on my plane ride home. Man. Just like looking at my life out the window, I was like, "God, I'm closer." Like, is this it? <laughs> Should I just check out? <laughs> but man, it was a good time. It was worth it. A ball. I hope everyone else had a good weekend. A good birthday. I had an amazing birthday. I really appreciate everyone that came through. Everyone that showed love. Even if you couldn't come through and you just threw me a text or a call, I really appreciate it. Thank you all. A birthday for the books. All right, now we can go ahead and just jump straight into it. Now let's go ahead and figure out who's in these, whose man's in these streets this week. Hey, Brian, so first up, this has been. Uh, it seems like every day there's a new uh, something to add to to this story around the Breakfast Club. So I listen to the Breakfast Club. Do you guys? Time to time, when they got someone and the like best it. is like jumping on YouTube and just letting it play. I. I if you can't tell, I don't have that much of a life, so that's that's like exciting to me. <laughs> but last week, I say over the last week and a half, they've caught a few L's. Uh, first, it started off with Rick Ross, um, some of y'all favorite rapper. I don't get it, um, but he jumped on the Breakfast Club and decided to uh, engage with Charlemagne, which is always. You know, you gotta you gotta stay woke with him as to like, hey, would you ever co-sign or have a, a female rapper as part of your crew? And Rick Ross decided to respond, saying that he would have to spend so much money on hair and clothes and anything else that she needed, that she would have to at least have sets with him uh, a few times a week for all the money he would have to spend. What? Right? Wow. First of all, nasty. Second of all, like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? Third of all, like, look, I'm not a fan of Rick Ross. I've never been a fan of Rick Ross. I don't get the point. And the fact that he has, like, his own crew, which is uh, Maybach music. That's my favorite part about Rick Ross is just that Maybach music that part in every song <laughs> that's all I like about it but the fact that he thinks that he can say something like that and get away with it now of course he comes out with 
a weak apology uh, probably some days after, but what do you guys think about his comments? I just wish he would learn by now. Like, this isn't his first time being in trouble for saying some off-the-wall shit about women. And you got to think that his PR team would be good enough to just say, hey, if he asked you, you anything about women, you shut up. All right? <laughs> I know. What? Women? Who? What? I love my mama. Love by, by them, yeah. <laughs> Go to your mama, all right? <laughs> When I, Ross is basically at that point, like every artist has that, those lines where it's like how good their music is versus how shitty their personality is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's crossed that point now. He's like, all right, you ain't this, your music ain't that good to be this shitty, dog. You're exactly. losing way too much Man. these days. And not even that, I just wish that. Yeah, Conrad. People, like, I just wish that people would just go ahead and, like, call him out for it. Like, you know, because <laughs> obviously he has a lot of fans, male fans, and um, you can't tell me every person, all his fans agree with him, and I hope there's none that agree with him, but I feel like Twitter, sh- first of all, I feel like, I don't know, I didn't see it much on Twitter, but I feel like black Twitter should have ripped him on. Like, just yeah, just right. went on him, but nothing. That's, so that's why I always wonder, like, at what point will society understand that, because we always hear this, like, degrading women is <laughs> far from beyond the way of how you're gonna improve in life. Like, I don't get it. Like, I mean, to when is when when our when are, when is it gonna when society gonna realize that? To your point, Conrad, uh, not only did Black Twitter or Black male Twitter not rip him apart, but Charlemagne and Envy, who were right there in front of him, mind you, Envy has like freaking eleven daughters. It seems like that guy has <laughs> way too many kids, and Charlemagne <laughs> has a few daughters. <laughs> All they could do was laugh. Like, it was the funniest thing ever that he has said. No one, um, even Angela E. E was not as vocal as you would hope she would be um, to this guy saying this reckless stuff. And then what makes matters worse, right after the interview, they taped their picture, and he's making, like, I don't know, Angela, he does this picture, this pose with Angela Angela E., and she just looks mad uncomfortable. With his hands around or his hands or arms around her neck. I don't know. It was just very, very weird, especially after hearing the interview, seeing that pose. But not to be outdone. They said, hey, we we had Rick Ross on here. Let's just amp it up a little bit. We're going to have... Apparently, there's a show coming out on one of y'all's TVs. Because you know some some of y'all going to watch. Called The Side Chicks. Of, I might say this wrong. I might get the wrong city, but honestly, don't watch it. Who cares? The side chicks of South Carolina. The side chicks. What? Of <laughs> South Carolina. Everything about that screen right. was produced by Charlemagne to me. Are we that, like, are we that far gone that we gotta go to the side chicks to get some good TV? Please tell me this is like some whack attempt at a parody. Don't tell right. me this is like real. Like these supposed to be like eight women. The real women. Better hits numbers. Better hit numbers on the first day. Go eight by. women jump they ass into that studio at the Breakfast Club and try their damnedest to defend why they're a side chick and why it's not their fault and they're doing a service. I, now, hey, to to the host's credit, they just went in on them. Uh, I can't believe this is something that we bought to that you can see on TV. We think this is a good idea. I, but are you really surprised, bro? No. Like, are you really that surprised, though? Okay, because I'm not, like at this point, like <laughs> people are just trying to get their money, and with the way <clears throat> we all watch TV. No matter what you say or how you feel, it, I guarantee you're gonna be like, "All right, this is a dumb show, but let me see let what." Let me just I'm watch the first five minutes. <laughs> let me let me just see. One hour later, hey y'all watch that? Uh, it was so stupid. Show? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it starts, hey, man. I like one or two right. people like, "Hey, dog, you should check it out, man." And they say, "A word." Watch it. That's what a lot of uh, people like to do, which is so stupid, but. Now, hey, one more. They said let's let's push it up a little more. They had Lil <laughs> Duval, the comedian on the show, 
uh, earlier this week or late, no, late last week. I'm sorry. And they decided because Lil Duval was actually guest hosting the day that the side chicks rolled in. So he said, I'm not done. I'm going to have my own little dumb moment. And he decided to make a comment around why it's okay for him to harm or hurt a transgender person if they, I, I get, I forget the way he framed it, but if they were to keep a secret for him, it would be okay for him to harm that person. And obviously, that set off Twitter. That set off everyone. There's a trending topic right now on Boycott Breakfast Club. The hosts have um, said, hey, we shouldn't be held accountable for his comments, which I don't believe. But you... <laughs> yeah, like, you it's your be. show. Lou Duvall <laughs> has come out and said, I'm not apologizing. I'm a comedian. And I stand by what I said. Uh, Janet Mock and other transgender activists have come out and rightfully so stated how those comments are are stupid. Let's just keep it simple. Stupid and uh, ignorant and 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 harmful. Um, what, what do you guys think or make of all this? Like, what's going on at the Breakfast Club? <clears throat> so this is why I have to say, and I've always asked this question to people. <clears throat> at one point, do we draw the line for comedians? And I always wonder that because comedians have like this way of saying what they want to say and make it funny, but yes, they say offensive things, but what what line do you draw to where you're like a can be a comedian but still be respectful of the people around you? Right. You know? So that's why I I, I hate that excuse. I hate that excuse I'm a comedian. Okay, yes, you're a comedian, but that doesn't mean for you to be funny. <laughs> you would have to say such things to to propel your right. career. I think what it comes down to, which is what's going to be, is is that joke funny enough to, for how offensive it was? And that line is different for everyone, but as a general society, we come to like basically a, a consensus of whether or not it was funny enough. Because there's been plenty of comedians who've made offensive jokes and no one ever said a word about it because the joke was just deemed funny enough right. where it, everyone kept it moving. But in this case, it was like not even. I don't even know how you can even excuse that as being a joke. Like I don't know the full context of what he said, but I did overhear some of it, and it didn't seem like it was even trying to be funny. It was just right. a man speaking bullshit. There's this amazing show on CNN right now every Sunday. It's called The History of Comedy. Um, I think this is the second season of it, and they actually spoke about like being uh, how you have license to do more and say more as a comedian because you are such. And I heard a great, uh, I don't know, a great answer to your question, Conrad, which is, hey, as a comedian, I have the right, as a person, one, but especially as a comedian, I have the right to joke about whatever I want to. However... I have to understand that there are going to be consequences to whatever I say. And if I'm not willing to uh, go through those problems or (laughs) encounter those problems, then I probably should watch what the hell I say. (laughs) And I feel like I don't think a lot of comedians think that way. I feel like they think that, hey, I say it, you know me, you should just deal with it. No one ever says like, okay, if I get backlash, if people stop coming to my shows, I don't get invited on as many talk shows or whatever, um, that I should pay attention to that stuff. So I think you're right. Like, I don't think there is like free reign there. You should, we, we as people, if we don't find it funny, we find it offensive or we think it's stupid, then Hey, stop celebrating those people stop supporting those people and put them in their place <clears throat> so if someone like kevin hart was to say something offensive and fans are like outraged with him <clears throat> and then he comes back what is he supposed to come back and say you know i'm sorry if i offended people and then like i will never use those jokes again like how does someone like as a comedian especially if you're a top comedian take that and try to you're already been looked at and people are boycotting you how do you come up from that when most of your act is 
whatever it is. I, mean, I think it comes down to the same principle of any general apology, like acknowledging that you were wrong, understanding why it was wrong, and then you know at least trying to acknowledge the type of corrective action you're going to do going forward. Like, are there any examples? I have a lot of white examples, white people examples, but <laughs> I don't know too many. I, I'm sure there's some. Oh, Tracy Morgan. A few years ago, he made a joke that, hey, if my son came to me and said he was gay, I would beat the. He, he said something a lot harsh, but basically he would beat him and he would be OK for doing that. And Tracy. There were black people who said, yeah, you're right, in the audience, everybody was screaming, like, oh, that's so funny. And then it came out, and it was like, that is so stupid. Tracy ended up apologizing. Uh, he went on this tour of talk shows and said, hey, I was that wasn't right. I get it. Now, he came back. Obviously, there was some other stuff that happened with Tracy with his accident and stuff like that. Um, but there's way more examples of when black comedians say the wrong thing, especially politically. If they say the wrong thing, they're blacklisted. But if a white comedian were to do the wrong thing, like oh, dude from Seinfeld when he said the N-word in the club, um, now, hey, we don't see him on TV, but he's still on tour. He's still selling out shows. Yeah. So, I don't know. It feels like it depends on who you are. Support you. True. Yeah, but breakfast club, do better. Fair enough. Well, uh, you, you, please. <laughs> L's on L's. All right, let's go ahead and switch it up into the next topic. Y'all heard about my man's Kyrie, the man <laughs> of the trade? This guy. <laughs> man. No, this guy. That was exactly what I thought when I saw the headline. <laughs> this guy. So apparently, he wants out of Cleveland. He doesn't want to be in LeBron's shadow anymore. Even though, if you ask me, he was getting enough love while he was there, but that's neither here nor there. I think the, the biggest problem I have with all this is that he claims that he wants to go be the man somewhere, but yet a couple of the teams that he wants to go to include the, um, the Spurs, which uh, you're going to be in Kawhi's shadow, <laughs> and then Minnesota, which, I mean, yeah, you might be the best by margin, but that's still not going to be your team. Like, he had a chance to be the man before LeBron got there, and we see what happened. So, what's y'all your, your take on it? Man, I don't <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I feel like he should have to do this. He should like get like three more rings, and then LeBron, and then be like, "All right, I'm gonna go chill. I got my rings. I'm gonna make myself somewhere else." Because at this point, I don't, I don't see what he's doing. I don't, I don't see the gist of it. He was the he he was the main man when he came down to most of the game winning shots. He carried the team heavy during the finals. What is he? Twenty four. He's 24? 24, 25. 24, 25. Yes. Duh, he a young buck. Yes, he's 24, playing with the best player in the league as his, like, not even as a sidekick, as it's just, like, he's playing side-by-side side with the best player in the league, guaranteed to go to the finals at least every year. I'm just like, what else do you want, bro? It's like, here's a diamond ring. Nah. I'm good, bro. Okay. Is it, <laughs> like, isn't there a rumor, what? though, that LeBron won't even be there much longer? There's so why are we all too. coming down on Kyrie? Which would be crazy. <laughs> Looking out for himself. Because he has no... no like, he coming has, down on Kyrie because of his, because of his reason. Yeah, so his reason is dumb. Because I want to be the man, and then you're going to go to the teams that you select. You're going to go to the Knicks and do what? <laughs> right. <laughs> we all know what happens when you go to the Knicks. Preach. So... Now, what if the, what if it's something different? Now, what if there's something behind the scenes going on? Like, you remember how when LeBron left suddenly and it turns out the old dude was with his mom? <laughs> what if something crazy going on like this with Kyrie? I, I, I think there has to be something deeper I'm sorry, than that. that was the funniest story ever. It has to be. You playing on the team. <laughs> I didn't think it was real. Your mom is all happy, like, showing up at practice. You're like, wait, you ain't never showed up at practice. <laughs> Oh, I'm just here to support you, baby. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> back in the locker room. <laughs> back at the house. <laughs> you about to get a new step daddy and stuff. Hey, you call him teammate. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Go back. <laughs> sorry, Brian. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Brian. That's the funniest story ever, though. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. <laughs> but I mean that's all I have I, I don't know he goes I guess he goes but I don't see why 
It has to be, like I said, like you said, it has to be deeper reason. There must be some, like, turmoil behind the scenes where him and LeBron make, LeBron might have said something, or, I don't know, something happened. Because you don't just be, you don't just win a championship, <laughs> like, once again, with the best player in the league, and then say, I, I want to be by myself now. I, I think, think I'm you're right. There must yeah. be some drama in that locker room. Uh, something ain't right. Which I wouldn't be it surprised, but. Like, something, just not enough sugar in the cooler. Well, yeah. You know, I just made that up, y'all. <laughs> Something just ain't right. Can we go? Can we go back to LeBron's <laughs> mom and old dude or not? How does it go happen? Like you out here just playing your heart out, <laughs> and next thing you know, like excuse me, my mom did what <laughs> with out <laughs> 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 of my watch. <laughs> I do <laughs> want to know how he who told him. How did yeah. he who told him? Did he see something? Oh my god! But that wasn't god. that wasn't real though, was it? Uh, I think it was. it was real. I haven't I haven't Ooh, seen this mom man. in a while either. Last thing I remember was that there was some dude Lambo that she was dating. And he was always on Instagram flaunting with LeBron stuff because I remember <laughs> Twitter going crazy about that. But that <laughs> Let me find out LeBron mom got an uh, uh, open space for a young dude. I might be done with this podcast. <laughs> hey, LeBron, get your ass in here and wash these dishes, all right? I'm your daddy now. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it like that. <laughs> I watched it just once. All right, let me stop before uh, LeBron, what are they called? His fans. The LeBronians come for me or something. The LeBronians? The LeBron Hawks. LeBron Times. Oh, man. Good luck to Kyrie uh, Dollar. Well, alright. I think we already, I think that's enough people out here we don't find perpetrating. Let's go ahead and keep it moving. So, you know, we appreciate all the letters we've been getting so far. We definitely have some interesting topics, so we can go ahead and keep it going right into that. We got another topic for us. Conrad, go ahead and break it down for us. All right. So we got a uh, we got a question, and uh, it's a pretty good question. And uh, so it says, at any given time, you have what you identify as and what people identify you by. This person got real fancy and dreaming a little shirt with a... Um, Labels on the back of it, and it says like African, African American, Black, and that's how this person would identify themselves as. <clears throat> and uh, and then uh, they say, granted, you can correct guys or whatever, but at the end of the day, if it's a label you go by to a huge mass of people, um, so basically he's asking if it's a so what are your what what you identify as and what you are identified as are they both labels you carry? Does that make sense to y'all? Yeah, I think I get it. So basically saying purely in a, a race form? Purely as in for instance, I'll give an example. Before I became an American citizen, if someone asked me, came up to me and said, Are you African American? I would say, No, I'm African. Because that's what I, I I identify as. But that's if someone were to ask me. But as soon as I step outside in America, no matter if I am African or not, I'm going to be automatically labeled as an African-American till further notice, basically. So his question is saying, do you carry both those labels or do you just always carry one or the other? Or because we hear people, some people say some, um, Blacks don't want to be called African Americans. They say I'm Black American. I'm not African because I'm, or you know, or Black. I'm just American. Or you know, why is it that you know we have there's white immigrants that come here that don't want to be just labeled as white. They want maybe they want to be known as a white white Irish or you know white German or something. You know, just because it's just one skin tone. So that's basically what he's asked. They're asking this question is. Do you identify both labels you carry? The one that society gives you and the one you give yourself? Or do you choose one? Do you prefer one of the other? So I'm going to let y'all talk first. See what y'all think. Okay, 
things. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> I look. I'm, I'm just a big believer in uh, respecting people and respecting whatever they would like to call themselves or would like me to call them or if they don't want me to call them anything. I respect that. And I feel like if more people took the time to uh, have conversations with people, get to know people, be curious about each other, that we would all be better. And I mean, this we're talking about race and we're talking about uh, uh, nationality and all that stuff. But hey, it goes to sexuality it goes to your religion it goes to other other facets of your life like if you're a person and you want to call yourself or label yourself or be whatever you want to be you have that right and we as people we as your your uh your peers if you will we should respect you as such and i feel like it's so many people trying to define, make put their own definitions on everyone else that you just put each all people in boxes. Though, oh, you're this, well, you go there. You're this, you go there. Well, you should take the time to try to figure out who I am. And, and I'm going to shut up and pass it on. But I just say respect each other. I, I'm gonna say in response to that, like, like everything you said is how everything should be, and if everything was the way that it should be, then yeah, this would all be, mm-hmm. you know, everything would be perfect in that regard. But in the way that the world is going to continue to work for us as long as, as we can tell, you're gonna have to carry both of those, you know, packages with you around both of those identities. So you know, regardless of whether or not I consider myself to be African American or black. I'm going to be picked up as African-American on that label form. I can't, you know, scratch off and write whatever I want to write. I got to put what they say that's on there. Yeah, and I think that's where this <laughs> this question was trying to lead to because he was, the person was um, trying to t- say that at a, as a huge mass of people, not as individual breakdown. Because, Brian, I think you're talking more of general, like, in a one-on-one or where you can have, like, a chance to ask people. But, Brian, if you go do something outside right now, like, if you – rob someone or get shot you're not if you had if you were to say i, I like to be known as just a, an american you know because that's what i go by or identify myself as the masses are not they're going to automatically labor you as an african-american period until until you until they find out more about you or whatever you know so that's i guess and for me my thing is well Society is always going to have a label for you, no matter what you do, what you say, how you feel, because just that's just how society has grown to look at people. I mean, for the longest time, when we moved to the States from Africa, on job application, it used to be like three spots, white, black, Hispanic. That was it. That was all that was on there. And yes, we have grown to uh, be open about it and there's more spots now on those job applications if you don't you know agree with what you read if you don't identify yourself as just a white person and you want to tell your ethnicity or background there's a spot now there but before it wasn't there and that's how small the bubble used to be was you're either white or you're black or you're something else if you're something else you can write your other you can write whatever you want so like have we come have we the best way to put it is have we progressed a little yes but today's society and coming forward i don't know where it's going to lead because people are still (laughs) people are still close-minded they are so for me i guess to answer that question is i would i'll carry both labels until someone came up to me but i'm still african and i'm american because i have a citizenship and i live here so if someone were to call me African American as a mass, as just to generalize me, I I wouldn't get upset about it, but I would definitely say, eventually say like I you know I'm African. I I, I identify myself as African first because that's what my roots and heritage and culture is. But I'm also respecting the country that I live in and gave me citizenship, so I also identify as an American. What about you, Brian? How you identify? I'm 
problem. Yeah, it's pretty much the same here. And pretty much for the same reason that Conrad said, you know, my heritage, and I feel like my background, my culture is black American culture. So that's just how I identify. It never felt right having to check like the African-American box. And I felt like I had no real connection because I really didn't know exactly where I came from. So I always feel better when there's a black I box. I just feel like, like, sorry, I just feel like there are, there are labels. <sighs> I kind of feel like there are there's comfort in labels because if you can label something, you can define something, you feel more comfortable because you know what that thing is. Right, right. you can set yeah, expectations for how it's going to behave. That type. Of thing. I want people to feel uncomfortable because I feel like when we're uncomfortable, we <laughs> we have to do better because we have to figure it out. We have to talk and and do things to to make things better so i'm i don't know i'm not a, i'm not the biggest fan of labels um and again i'll say the same thing i said earlier i just i just want people to respect people respect who they are where they come from what they identify as and and try to like add that to your vocabulary or or, or what you believe in and You'll become a better person because of that. So Brian, so Brian, you say you don't like labels. So what is? I guess my question is, what are you? If you're not going by a label, what are you going by? Or like, what would you want to see? I would like if that. Makes sense. Yeah. Because think about it. Think about. You say you don't like labels, but how many times do you think oh, you I know I do. A, a label to, to describe someone or a label yeah. to... I'm conditioned to do that. Um, I, I guess I just look at it like while I may be... I'm probably going to love But if I'm comfortable with my label or how I've labeled myself, it doesn't mean that I can give my labels to someone else. Oh, I'm this? Well, you must be that. I, I don't feel like that's fair. Does that make sense? And I just want to be open to people like saying, hey, I look just like you, but I don't label myself as what you label yourself. That blows my mind. Wow. Tell me more. I want to learn more about that. That's kind of how I look at it. Well, so the way I kind of look at it, I don't know what you think about this, is that it's okay to apply these labels to someone, but you shouldn't set an expectation on who they are as a person just because of that label. Like, there's no problem saying, oh, look, there's five black men or there's three white guys or there's a, a mixed group of people. But you, when you see those group of people, you shouldn't automatically assume they're about to do X, Y, or Z just because of you, you label them as such. Yes. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, because I always feel like people are so, like, in a way, yes, society is kind of sensitive and soft sometimes in the ways things are, people say. You have to be so careful what you say, but I'm describing something and see something. I'm gonna see what I say, <laughs> what I see. I'm not gonna try to be. Well, that's uh, there's nothing wrong with saying it, but like, if we see a black person, you say that's a black person. You see a white person, you gonna say that's a white person. That's the first thing that comes to your mind. It's really hard, rare to see. Oh, those are a Caucasian group of males, or those you know. I don't, just because you're so scared to what people are going to say. If you're scared to what people are going to say, then you probably have used that word in a context that you said something negative after. And that's why I agree with Ron with what you said. Like, you're going to say, you can describe a, a person the way they look and see, but you're going to describe them and then assume that they're going to do something negative or assume that they're going to do something that perceives their stereotype, then that's what you're saying. Yeah, I agree with that. So, listeners, dial in. Tell us what you think. Tell us everything you would think about that. You know, if you agree with us, if you disagree, if you got a whole new perspective that we ain't even thought about, let us know. You can hit us up on any of our social medias. Things are already attached in the descriptions. You can email us at, the, uh, at our email, podcast at gmail.com. W-H-O-M-A-N-S podcast at gmail.com. You know, you know, we definitely want to keep hearing from you guys. We've been having some really good conversations lately. This is this the type of stuff that I really ain't thought about in a minute. Ooh, cool. So, you know, that's something that we thought about for you guys. So, what's on our mind yeah. lately, you guys? You got so something look, you want to talk about? I, one, there is nothing better than, like, a good conversation with another person. Where you, you know, maybe don't agree with everything they say. They don't agree with everything you say. But you learn from them. 
So earlier I was talking to someone about like um just life, if you will. And the person was telling me, it's like, man, I have never been more proud of myself. I set a goal. I told my mama about it. You know it's real when you tell your mama about it. But I told my mama about it. And I went out there and I did it. And if you come from where I come from, you've been through what I've been through. Not many people can say that. And that hit me so hard because, I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a, I always say I'm, I'm just a black kid from East Detroit who had a dream and made it somehow, some way. I'm making it, I should say. I ain't made it, but I'm making it. Um, and it made me think like, when did you guys know or when have you guys known or is there a point where you can reference like, when you made your mama proud or your parents proud. Sorry for all the dads out there, but you know, over here is my mama. <laughs> see, my mama. you see, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, it's always something see? about my mama. Love you, mama. <laughs> but when did you make your mama proud? When did you know that? You want to go first, Conrad? You want me to do it? What you want? All right. All right. So I think mine is actually going to be pretty easy to point out because it was <sighs> caught on photo. And I think I'm going to go ahead and finally come clean and go ahead and just set the record clear. <laughs> yes, I was shedding a couple of tears in this photo. People who know me know what I'm talking about. <laughs> There's a picture right after my graduation from state where, you know, I, I got through walking across the stage. They let us all out. And I was walking back into the stadium, to, you know, find my family and everything. And as soon as I saw my mom, you know, I just ran in, gave her a hug. Um, I don't remember who took the picture. I apologize to whoever that was. But they caught a really good angle of just us hugging and my hands all in her head. And, yes, I was shedding a tear, too. I will finally come clean. People have asked me for years. <laughs> I finally let the record be straight. I knew it. I knew it. You suck, dog. What's your crying ass? <laughs> 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 I ain't even mad. Y'all go ahead. But no, it was just something about like I'm the first one in the family to, to walk across that stage of setting that foundation for the rest of us to keep doing it going forward. It just it all hit me right then and there as soon as I saw her face and how proud she was. Definitely always gonna remember that. So I was there. And that and I remember that photo. That should be on magazine somewhere. Like it is the best photo of all time for like a <laughs> Proud, happy moment. God, I may or may not have a T-shirt with that on it, but <laughs> <laughs> you how about you, Conrad? Be so pissed. <laughs> Where do you want me to go? Oh, man, there's no. There, I can go. I'm just trying to narrow it down. I think I feel like I have two. You always moments. make his mama proud. Oh, <laughs> right. All right. We can make a whole episode for that. Chill on me. <laughs> but I think one thing. Um, I don't want to talk. Y'all done? But for me, it's probably one moment was during high school. No, it was during college, yeah. Sophomore year. And our family had just had a big loss in the family. Uh, like one of the biggest losses I think I've ever experienced. And our families were in divide. And at some point, <clears throat> my mother was in the middle of it. And kind of like one of those moments where it's like, she knows you didn't do anything wrong, but it seems like everything is falling on, on her shoulders in a way. So... And I'm one of those guys who's a, I really like like family camaraderie because I just love being around family and people. So I was not used to this division, and of course it it's kind of expected in a tragic loss and stuff like that. So I think what made why I'm saying this example is because it took me a like 17 year old at the time, 18 year old, to like come and like become an adult and bring two families together to like bring them and <clears throat> mend them back to what we used to be. And I mean, my mom didn't say anything to me, like saying like, I'm 
proud of you or the way she just looked at me when I was trying to facilitate things and the way she felt and looked after and like the relief and the weight of the shoulders just like being light to me. I think that was probably the proudest she will ever look at me because I took the time to like um, taking her feelings of what happened because she was pretty hurt and of course we were hurt seeing everything happening and at the end of it all, coming back to like what we were as a family and bonding back together, I think that was part of the proudest she's been of me for taking that chance to bend everything back. And of course, definitely when I graduated uh, from college, just being the firstborn and moving out and having a career and taking care of them, paying for stuff when I, when I have money and stuff, is just good to see her happy. And so that's probably one of my proudest moments for, for her to see. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, let me. We walk away tears. No, please. Too late. You already is crying. So one moment I could think of was uh, back in high school. My mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, and I it was my freshman year. Freshman or sophomore year, it's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> I've been out of high school for a while. But uh, okay, with your old ass. Okay, but uh, <laughs> my mom had been diagnosed with breast cancer, and my sister, my older sister, who, oh my gosh, she might be listening to this. Oh, I didn't mean to say your name, but if you listen to this. <laughs> Damn! Well, Don't embarrass me. But uh, my sister, who is everything to me, and I always wanted to be like her and hang with her and be cool like her. Uh, she was like the oldest and the rock. But when this happens, like your mom, your mom, my mom is my everything. The funniest person I know, I would do anything for, I don't know a better person than my mom. My mom is the greatest mom. Don't at me. All right? Or come fight me if you want to. I might not fight back. Uh, (laughs) When you find out your mom is sick and don't know if it's going to work out, like, that hurts. And my sister, you know, was going through her, you know, couldn't handle it all I guess so I went through some bad stuff and my grade slipped and I was honestly on the brink of hell being a dropout to be quite honest with you in high school I don't think I've ever said this before but so my family started freaking out I had never been my grade I was always the 4.0 student I mean people were coming to teacher uh, parent teacher conferences people were talking with me they thought I was on drugs. I'm like, <laughs> not on drugs. Like, I, I guess looking back on it, I guess I see why <laughs> people addressed it that way. But, I mean, I was just going through my own, it was my own way of dealing with it. And I remember one specific time where it was just me and my mom hanging out. And we went to, like, this random <laughs> food show because she used to work for like a catering company and uh it was maybe a few months after the diagnosis and we went to like the palace in detroit so the palace is like where the pistons used to play uh effective this year because they're going to move downtown to the little caesar's arena which is a sponsor opportunity for you guys but um hey we went to this huge arena, all this food, free food, and my mom is in the thick of uh, chemo and all this other treatment and stuff like that, and we don't know what's going on, having surgeries and stuff like that. And I just remember there was a moment on the bus ride back to Detroit where my mom is like holding court, just joking, the whole bus is laughing. Everybody's having a good time. Only I quite, it feels like only I know what she's going through. And I remember just laying on her shoulder, like laughing and looking at, uh, okay, okay, chill out, chill out, chill out. I remember laughing and looking at her 
And I remember her looking at me, and it was just like the look that she gave me, like, I got it. And you got it. And that touched me so much because it told me, like, no matter what you're going through, you can still make people laugh. And you can still be happy. Because if they're happy, they can make you happy and you can be stronger because of it. And that was the, oh, man. All right, chill out, chill out, chill out. So that was the best moment because I could tell that she trusted me enough to share that moment with me. And nobody else would know it but me and her. So we need to move on from this because I'm not about to cry. And I love you, mama. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's real, bro. That's real. Beautiful. Yeah, we can go ahead and end this on a high note. I mean, I feel like that was a real good note for us to just, you know, wrap it up with. A lot of positivity, a lot of love. I feel like this is a track. This is an episode we should uh, like hold for Mother's Day next year or something, man. Right? <laughs> we're going to have to cut this half of it. We're just going to have to do a throwback Thursday and play this like the third yeah. day before or after Mother's Day. Yeah, that's a reminder right now. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. So if any of you guys want to, you know, sub some love to your mom, tell us about, you know, your stories, feel free to share those as well. If you want us to put it on the air, we will. If you just want us to show some love and want us to read it, we'll do that too. And hey, you ain't um, going to so sing with know, me, though. Go ahead and say your goodbye, fellas. <laughs> I mean, you already hear my voice. I ain't doing no singing. <laughs> get some voice of air going. I'm my voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's mute Brian's okay. mic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyways, y'all, let me tell you. Let me get back on my. Let me get back on my thug stuff. All right. Don't at me about Forrest Gump. Best movie of all time. One of them. Top three. Missy Elliott. Top five. Dead or alive. You thought I was weak. You thought I was soft because I might have been crying a little bit. But don't at me, okay? Hit me up if you want to. Detroit all day. I don't live there no more, so don't come looking for me. But. <laughs> all right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. We can't have you threatening the listeners, dog. <laughs> we can come here for a good time. <laughs> hey, my, I, hey, my beautiful people. Go ahead, at me. At that fellow underscore Connie. Let me know what you thought of the episode. Um... And of course, we're going to let you guys know our iTunes podcast is going to be up soon. Just wait on it. Just got to make, fix some stuff up and it'll be up there hopefully soon. And we live, baby. Go hug your mama. <laughs> Once again, you want to send some shout outs to everybody who's been showing us love. We appreciate everyone who helped us out with the promo videos, everyone who's been, you know, spreading the word, giving us feedback. Each and every one of you who are hearing us right now. Shout out to my mom. I heard you listen to it. I hope you check this one out as well. Appreciate the love. Uh, You know, we out of here. (laughs) 